At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. DNA. Uh, I am Aaron Dice, the man of a single black shirt, not wearing a black shirt. She is Danae Hughes, the woman of a million distractions. And we're here to find out what today, July 25th, 2022, is made of. Heat. It's made <laughs> of heat. Yes. It's made it of the indeed. sun. The sun is baking us. Mm-hmm. There's no escaping it. Everyone mm. is hot. Yeah. I think this is the longest hot streak I've seen in my city ever i can't remember a time that it was over 100 degrees every day for three weeks in a row i think 20 days 20 days 20 days triple digits uh without a drop of rain uh until last night my wife and i were laying in bed and like a i'm gonna say four minute downpour happened like enough that we heard it like inside of our room and we and we looked at each other and we were like rain Right, like you drive around our neighborhood. <laughs> you walk around our neighborhood, and it is just—it's—it's it's like we live in a desert. There's no green on the lawns, except for those people who, you know, are watering their lawns, which right now stand out like a sore thumb. Like the people who yeah. are watering their lawns, it's like this oasis is amongst the, ju- the people are like, you're using water for what now? <laughs> to make your lawn look green compared to the rest, like 99% of our community, which is just dead grass everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, yeah. it's not great. Lolly says, uh, we're looking at 106 this week. We won't have rain until late September. Ugh. We've got we've got some rain scheduled this weekend, I think, like Thursday to Sunday is what they're saying. I said Aaron, it like we, we've scheduled it. <laughs> we've, yes, we've we're scheduling the rain. We're scheduling some rain for this weekend. Uh, Aaron would like Andy. Uh, to be Andy in Shawshank when it rains. Yeah, we all would. Oof, oof. It's good to see you, Doc. Uh, I, I, I pinned your question for later because that's a great topic for us to jump into when we get oh, to sure. the you questions. Yeah, if you've got so, anything you want us to talk about, feel free to post it at any point. We'll just star it and then we'll come back to it at the end of the show. Slab says, I know what you guys mean. It's going to get all the way up to 87 today. Slab, slab, slab. Good morning, nice. Michael. It's hey, good Michael. to see you. Yes. Um, Lots- can I tell you something that uh, it bothers me about food? In yeah, I, I was just bit? thinking this morning as we got into the show, before we actually get into anything, I was hoping Danae would tell me something that bothered her about food. Well, it's so kind of my fault. Out. It's kind of my fault. I'm, uh-huh. I, I, wanted, I, I will preface that, yes, you'll be able to pick apart my complaint quickly. I went to eat these today because I'm like, yummy. I just want a little bit of something mm. kind of something kind of crunchy. And I thought these would be great. So this is what they look like. They're adorable. Yes, I'm still wearing Iris's fingernail polish. 
Mm-hmm. Look at these mm-hmm. little adorable guys. Yeah, They're so nice. cute. They're like little bunnies. You can't see them because my camera won't do the thing. Stop looking at my face, camera. <laughs> Stop staring at me, <laughs> anyway. Swan. Stop staring at me, Swan. Anyways, I took a bite of them, and it just all I taste is the plastic bag. And I hate that about food. I hate it when the plastic bag is all you can taste. Mm. The entire thing is just a plastic flavor. Yeah. And yes, they're expired by over a year. And maybe that's why it's, you're supposed to consume <laughs> them. Because they're still crispy. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're vacuum sealed up in that. Well, not vacuum. They're sealed in this bag. Mm-hmm. There's a little air in there. But that's got to be part of the equation, right? That they gauge how quickly the plastic begins to deteriorate and infiltrate the food. That's probably yeah. part of their equation. I think so. Um, you're talking to someone who won't store leftovers in plastic containers because he can taste the plastic the next day uh, when he heats it it's up. It's so, so strong. It's so strong. Yeah. I know, Shireen. I know. I know <laughs> that it's there for a reason. There's an Happy expiration Monday date for a reason, Shireen says. Uh, this could be a question for the you later, but we'll forget what it's in relation to. So we'll go ahead and address this one now, which is, <laughs> no, do you let's bite just the head? Adri- let's just address it later <laughs> okay. when we have right. no clue what All it's right. about. <laughs> so podcast listeners, you will not know what that is. Uh, view- viewers, you'll know what's coming. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, it's so hard. Uh, Lolly says, I've heard, uh, I've had people who have said everything tastes like chemical after COVID. Okay. Yeah. So I... So I've talked about my COVID experience. I had the sniffles basically, and I lost my sense of taste and smell. Everything came back except for specific smells, and they smell very chemical. So like, I I completely understand exactly what this is talking about because there are certain smells in my life that smell like chemicals now. I'm not upset because that specific smell just happens to be flatulence. So... Hey, you know so, how, speaking of flatulence, let's just uh-huh, launch out that. Sure, let's do it. Yes, yeah. You know how one of the, the running things on our show for like 10 years now mm-hmm. is that you've never heard me fart? Yes, this is true. Yes. Okay, but did you hear me fart when we were in Nashville? No, no. Well, I did. Good And job. while I was sitting there at the table, you know, and it was one of those where you're at the restaurant and it just mm-hmm. sort of like happens, but you're also on a wooden chair. So it happens like reverberant, you know, like mm-hmm. it sort of yeah. amplifies it. So it and made a good like, noise. It made a good noise. And I oh, thought, nice. well, there goes my streak. That's what yeah. I thought. Yeah. That was my first concern. There yeah. goes my streak. <laughs> like whereas playing most Wordle every whereas, day. Whereas most people's first concern is, is there going to be a streak? Uh, that is. <laughs> oh, no. I didn't even think about that. Always end up accidentally setting you up for the greatest stuff. You know, I don't even know how you this know, happens. It's teamwork. It's just it's teamwork. Something. Teamwork makes the stream work. It's uh, something. Yeah, totally. Uh, Angry Ostrich says, I caught COVID last year and lost my smell. That's scary. I lost my sense of taste for like eight hours. So mine was very, very short. Um, but when it came back, it was supercharged for some reason. Hmm. Is it still supercharged? Yeah, that's scary. <laughs> JCD says farts. Aaron says, did someone spill bleach? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get it. You understand. Uh, good morning, Stephen. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Steven. Good morning, everyone. We hope you're doing well. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, just seeing everybody pop in is always such a joy. Um, love hanging out with you guys. I love our Monday, I love our Monday hang. And a special uh, good morning to Money Moped, who uh, is the first time hopping in on the chat. Good morning. Hey, Money Moped. <laughs> oh, my God. I need to know if it's Money or Money. You know, it could be 
what if it's money money? It could be it could be moped too. Like it could be money moped, money moped. These are important money, things. Money. These are until these I are... know I'm I'm going with Eminem. Till we okay. Know. Eminem it is. <laughs> Eminem it is. Uh, I wonder if I should throw a poll up in the. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put up a new. Po- I'm gonna put up a poll. Okay. What should What should the poll be? Something about toots for sure, right? Like. <laughs> uh huh. Sure. Sure. But yeah, what's a good question for a poll? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. This is why I need to have someone who manages my polls. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, the last time we did a poll was more eyes or more legs in the world. I did read something. Okay, I'm going to put up a poll that's completely unrelated to okay. what we're talking about. Okay. Um, where is it? Where is it? Moni Moped says, I love my new nickname, Eminem. Let's Eminem. go. Uh, let's say, uh, by the way, you're saying my name wrong. Haha, you guys say it Shireen. It's Shireen. Yeah, Shireen. Isn't that what I say? I thought I said Shireen. I could have been saying Shireen. Mm. It's shit without the T, she says. <laughs> thank, you, Dan- thank you, Danae. Shireen. Yes, Shireen. Shit. But it's like, shit. That actually <laughs> helps to know the cussing part. Hey, listen, I was just reading a quote. That's all. Yeah, no, no, just reading words. They're just sounds. Oh, man. There's a limit to how long the question can be in the poll. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, Shireen. We do, we um, do, uh, as much as we can attempt to get you guys' names right, we consider you uh, awesome friends hanging out every Monday morning, and uh, we want to make sure we're not mispronouncing, misnaming you. Uh, so, yeah, Shireen, absolutely want to get that right. Uh, okay, so I came across this question earlier. I I was very disturbed by it. Here's my poll. It's up on, if you are watching on my Twitch, you can you can now weigh in on this. The question is, what weighs more, all of the ants or all of the humans? So all of the ants on in the world combined mm. or all of the humans in the world combined? Yeah. Thank God we got Steven's name right, though. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. Shitreen. I'm going to say your name like that. Shitreen. <laughs> <laughs> no, Danae. No, you're not. Language, Danae. Listen, listen. No, listen. There's a dog I'm named Shih Tzu. Like, I, like, it's not like if that was her, if her name was Shitreen, that's fine, but it's Shireen. You're going to say her name as it is in, intended, Shireen. Uh, how will Danae respond when I say the dog in my profile picture is called Bowie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that doggo. <gasps> what kind of a pupper is that? Is that, okay, it kind of looks like a, a German shepherd mixed with, I don't know, something with some super floof going on, like a chow chow or something. What a sweetie. Mm. And Bowie is the best name, you know. Of course, I actually uh, was looking at upcoming movies, Danae, and knowing how much you don't enjoy going to movies, this is when I was like, I wonder if Danae would want to go see this movie. Um, there is a David Bowie movie coming out. and Is it called All Bow to Bowie? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Somehow they didn't name it All About a Bowie. <laughs> I said All Bow to Bowie. Like oh, all, all bow Bowie. to Bowie. Okay, got it. <laughs> a movie got it. all about a Bowie. <laughs> all about a Bowie, guys. That's what we named the movie. Uh, that's amazing. Uh, it is uh, called Moon Age Daydream is the name of the movie. Moon Age Daydream. So, okay. Yeah. So anyhow, it was one of those times where I was like, hmm, maybe I do tread back into the waters of Danae. Hey, want to go see a movie? <laughs> like I've, I've left those waters long behind. Um, 
I guess if I was going to see a movie, I would I would definitely consider a Bowie movie. But I didn't yeah. even see for the Freddie Mercury movie, and I was very much considering that one because I mm-hmm. love Freddie Mercury as well. Yeah. I don't know, guys. It's just those 80s hot rock stars. <laughs> Something about them. Something about them. Uh, do you want to put Shireen's uh, yeah. in? Okay. Uh, Shereen says, I think this is my first time talking to you, Aaron, and I just wanted to thank you for everything you and the CinemaSins team do. I'm such an incredible fan. You guys do so much for me without even knowing I have autism, and your videos and podcasts literally end panic attacks and save me from losing my mind at night because of my insomnia. You are literal lifesavers. Thank you, Shereen. Thank you. Oh, that's awesome. Man, always, that stuff keeps us going. Like It really does. It really you does. You think like we're just writing silly things or you know, putting content out there. That's, I don't think, I don't think meaningless is the right word, but we're just like, we're, we're having fun and we're trying to entertain people. But I think we mm. forget that the entertainment and the laughter and the consistency of creating content is super important for people. Um, and we hear that when, when we hear stories like yours, Shireen, it, it means a lot. Shireen. It does. Shireen. It, it, Shireen. Shireen. <laughs> I just kind of want to, I'm I'm trying to put it in my memory. I'm uh-huh. trying to make sure I don't forget. And also I have to apologize because right in the midst of reading that really beautiful thing from her, mm-hmm. I read this one from Link who says, came over here just to vote. And I just started <laughs> cracking up. I'm curious what you guys are going to say about this. What do you think? What do you think the answer? Or should we uh, not should we not weigh in until the, the poll is over? I don't know. I think it's fine. I'm I'm afraid. I think it's gotta be the ants. I'm afraid. I think there are, this is one we may be able to actually figure out because you can know the approximate weight of a human and approximate population, human population. You can also know the approximate uh, weight of an ant and approximate ant population. So we could do some math here, but I, there are so many ants. I know. Okay. Well, okay. Here, here's what I've just done because I, I really hate to tell you guys this, but I don't know the answer to this poll. <laughs> So I'm trying to figure that out really quickly. I love with the bricks. Like there are like millions of ants as if there aren't millions of humans. <laughs> like, like, like millions is this. <laughs> it's like, yeah. How many humans are there on the planet Earth now? Are there like uh, a couple one billion point, or something? Yeah. One point something billion. Um, uh, 7.96 billion is the current estimate uh, of humans. So the fact that there are oh, millions of ants isn't. Isn't going to do too much. Uh, Shereen says, I think it's funny when Detonay makes fun of my name. And she's allowed. I'm I'm not trying to make fun of it. I'm trying to <laughs> imp- I'm trying to take how to pronounce it and make it make sense in my brain. So because Aaron does this thing and he's super right to do it. Hmm. He talks about how important it is that we get our friends names correctly. We do a stop down. We talk about it. And then it like yeets out of my brain so fast. So <laughs> in order for me to keep up with his insistence that we're going to get names right. I like, I need a chart. I need something. Well, we do, so we do, I try we do to ask like, for a little grace, right? Like a little grace always goes a long way. Get in my you know, brain. Mm-hmm. We, we are going to mess things up. We are going to forget things. Like that's, you know, that's okay. Uh, so Steven on YouTube is Link on Twitch who came to vote. Polly also voting for the first time. Thank you. These are just silly things that we do. Um, there are one quadrillion ants in the world. Okay. One quadrillion. Do Are you, you know sure? How, do you know how many ants that is? Okay, but here I was just looking at something that said it was updated on June seventh. There are one million, one billion ants. There are literally almost a billion. No, no, no. A million times as many ants as people. 
But this article says that that's not true. Okay. All right. What article are you reading? I'm reading Go Trees Quotes. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're reading, if you're reading a, the, the, the website with the journalistic integrity of Go Trees Quotes, I don't know. I don't know how to argue with you. So I'm it's it's like the equivalent of just reading like someone's Instagram post or something. Yeah, this one has a chart that I was like really excited about. It says the estimated population of ants is 100 trillion. Well, 100, 100 trillion isn't too far off from okay. a quadrillion. That's like 10. That's like 10 times that would be a quadrillion. But that's still like we don't understand how crazy that is. Like like exponentially how things get bigger. Hold on. Let me just read this really confusing information just real quickly and then we're going to get off this topic and start our show because we actually haven't even started our show this yet. This website says 10 quintillion ants. 10 quintillion. Let me read this to you, Aaron. The okay. population of humans on Earth is estimated to be in excess of 7.9 billion. Correct. Okay. Well, so I think the clock has it at 7.6, but yeah. Okay. While this is a staggering figure, we're not the only creatures to have crossed the billion club. Ants Crossed that mark a long time ago, mm -hmm. estimated over 100 trillion. The average ant weighs 2.5 milligrams, while the average human weighs 62 kilograms. And there's some information for the poll, which is currently still active, that might help <laughs> you do some math. <laughs> uh. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the easy answer is humans, but I have the idea it's going to be. I'm afraid it's going to be ants, but I just read this little this little thingy here, so... The average lifespan of, okay, Eric, can, let me just show this to you guys. I, uh -huh. I need to show this to you because I, sure. I feel like listen, I'm losing my listen, mind a little we're bit. We're already 25 minutes into the show. No need to start the actual <laughs> show. We've got we've got stuff to solve here. Okay, so this is, are all the ants as heavy as all the humans? That's that's this article's title. Okay. Now, I want you uh -huh. to come, we're going to go from, down here from, to this by chart. By the way, from the journalistic integrity of Go Tree Go Quotes. Quote. Yeah, Go Tree yes. Quotes. Okay. okay, let's go down here. Uh -huh. Humans lifespan two to four years, ants uh -huh. lifespan seventy three years. I just don't feel like this is accurate. <laughs> I think maybe that's supposed to be switched. I think maybe we did a little <laughs> mistake there. Go tree quotes. I think I think you've put your entire uh, conclusions <laughs> in jeopardy. I'm really by scared. suggesting the average uh, human lifespan is two to four years. But as you can see, uh, before the poll is officially even over yet, humans. Uh, weigh apparently 483 no. million tons I, no i don't believe this there's 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 no way that 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 there it is that much like that much difference well let me just say again with the integrity of gotreesquotes.com <laughs> we and and a very janky <laughs> saying that we humans only live two to four years <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how to find this out. I trusted you, site. I trusted you. Mm -hmm. Gotrice quotes. Yeah. Gotrice quotes. Uh, let's see. So basically, uh, what I'm reading here from the BBC. Okay. By the okay. way. Okay. By the handled, way. Handled this question says uh -huh. that it's actually probably really close and that it's a fun question because as of a hundred to 200 years ago, it was clearly the ants that would have weighed more. But we are gaining weight in ants are decreasing in population. And so it Thanks, may, pesticides. It may be 
switching over, which by the way, you mentioned pesticides and I was going to say this, but since you mentioned pesticides, I'll bring it back up. Those, those bears, those like, uh, things you're eating, the honey, what are they called? Bunny graham, honey, baked graham snacks say certified organic. Do you know what it takes to be certified organic? Just no pesticides in, in fertilizers. Like, thank you. I'm glad there's no pesticides in fertilizers in my graham cracker snacks. Like that's. Oh, uh. we, we ingest so many horrible, horrible things. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not talk about that though, because that will just <laughs> you be You know, one really of the horrible depressing. things we ingest all the time in our food. Ants. Don't ants. say ants. Oh God. <laughs> don't say ants. Pe- okay. So- <laughs> peanut butter literally has like a, a bug part <laughs> allowance. <laughs> Uh, you guys are a bright spot and angry ostrich and stuff. Yay! Yay! Chinchilla Sill! Thank you, Chinchilla Sill. <laughs> we appreciate you. Uh, let's see. Okay, so Michael says, I believe humans, humans are about a thousand times bigger in terms of volume and obviously more ants than humans, but humans are more dense. A million ants probably close to like one person's weight. And there are about a million times more ants than there are humans, like we just said. So like, it is really close. Yeah. It's really, really close. That is so many bugs with a brick. You are not wrong. And they're just like underneath us making their houses. Um, so that's interesting to think about, like how much is just moving under. Don't think about it. Don't don't think about it. What is this, a poll for ants? What is this, a poll? Actually, it was in, in the... Uh, 57% of the chat says all ants combined would weigh more. I agree. 43% says humans. If I, if I had to pick and somebody was going to actually say the answer and know if I was right or wrong, I would pick ants. Thanks for stopping by, Daredu. Yeah. Have fun Uh, on your walk with Bowie. uh, All right. You ready to shoot a dough? Oh man, I am. I'm getting caught up on chat, which was so exciting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, for one, welcome our new insect overlords. That's how you do it. You just embrace the chaos. All right. I'm ready. All right, we are going to do the D and A and U. There will be a D topic, an A topic, and as many U topics as we can get to. So the D topic is Danae. That's me. A A topic is me, Aaron, and the U topic is you. Whatever you want to talk, Danae is now throwing things. Yay. I'm just cleaning up to make it look like I have my stuff together. (laughs) Uh, All right, so let's get into it. Uh, If you want to throw a U topic at us, anything you want us to talk about could be something going on in the world that you're curious about our opinion on. Could be a problem you're trying to solve, an argument you're having with a friend, uh, or just something you're curious about. Uh, just throw that uh, with the letter U at the beginning, and we will star it and save it to the end and uh, answer all those at the end. But today, what is your topic today? My topic today is a very interesting one. Uh, I came across this question as I was reading an article uh, earlier uh, last week, and I wrote it down for us. What advice would you give to your former boss? <laughs> what a great question. I think that there is a lack of an idea that we get to influence people that are in authority. But this question posits that perhaps there could be a time when your boss, ex-boss, a former boss, might be open to hear an advice that you would give. And see, this is an opportunity to work that out before potentially having that conversation that probably will never happen. But it's a really fun thing. I've been thinking about this so much. My advice turned into like, four speeches ted talk style you know and i'm like no 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 mm-hmm. no i got to i got to pull this back because there's that quote that people don't quit jobs they quit bosses and i think that's really really true and i wonder how many things would change if we the lower people on the totem pole could influence the people up uh, above us 
So I thought we would have some good advice I think to it's potentially funny. share. I think it's funny that this uh, question assumes, Danae, that either you and I don't just continually give advice to our bosses. <laughs> like, it's just oh, like, there's yeah. some of us who are built <laughs> that can't help it. <laughs> Gets yeah. us in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, I'll never forget. Like, I, I walked into my new boss's office to be like, listen, you hired the wrong person for that job. And that person I was talking about was another of my bosses. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I wasn't wrong. <laughs> you weren't wrong. You there, were not wrong. There was a possibility that I, there could have been a more strategic way to have that conversation, but that's not how I approached it. So I'm kind of curious to hear your guys' thoughts. Uh, so let's jump into it. This one's from Steven who says, treat everyone equally. Ooh, that's always, mm. that's a hard one. That's a complex one. That's complex. Because Especially in a hierarchy. It is, it is, if you've ever been in management, it is one of the hardest things to do to create create an atmosphere of equality that feels like everyone is in the same place. The reason is this. Not everyone is in the same place. So if other people need to be brought up in certain ways, other people need to be brought up in other ways, it can feel as if you're treating people unequally. But what you're doing is you're trying to assess the needs of each individual person uh, in each individual situation. So it can get complex. Now, as far as respect, grace, um, rules, like, you know, handbook stuff, like all that stuff has to be down the line, applies to everybody the same way. Yes. So, but there are times where it is almost an impossible task for every employee to feel like they're being treated equally. It just really is because there's so yeah. much. I think it's identifying <clears throat> where everyone is equal and yeah. and really emphasizing that. Like if the expectation is everybody gets to work at 8 a.m., then get to work at 8 a.m. and don't right. make, you know, uh, like excuses for the people who are up, mm -hmm. up and up. Because it does stand out like a sore thumb. Uh, slabs advice, pay me more. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Do you feel, do you feel comfortable saying that to a boss? Pay me more? Yeah. <laughs> it took me, it took me a long well, time to kind of get there where it was like, here, here's what I want. And I understand, you know, like there's give and take whatever, but here are my goals. Here's what, here's what, here's what I want to be in the future of the company. And here's, you know, um, how I want to be compensated and like, to have those back and forth conversations is important, especially in in a, a society of capitalism where the power is wielded by you know the top. You have to be able to yeah. to say those things. What I like about wading into that is that if you start off kind of with that openness and you're hired on, that can be kind of the expectation. For me, I've often felt like you're not supposed to talk about it. You're just supposed to take what you get and. Um, that's not as easy for me to do now that I have a little one. I'm far more likely to bring a question about pay or something uh, to a project or a boss now because I have a lot more at stake than I mm -hmm. did when it sure. was just, you know, extra cash meant like I wasn't saving up or anything. I wasn't being smart. I wasn't investing. It was more like, well, that's one more Taco Bell burrito for me, you know, stuff <laughs> like that. So. But I do like the idea of being able to take those ideas to to your boss, especially at the very beginning. If you have like a hey, here's my here's my hope. Here's my projection for wanting to move up in the company. I'd like to be in this window of of making uh, a career for myself. And I kind of want to know what the glass like, what's the ceiling? What, how far can I go? And if you know that at the very beginning, that might kind of help. I just don't feel like bosses usually share that information. I don't feel like there's usually that openness to kind of say, 
here's what we're hiring you for. Because most of the jobs I've had are like, hey, we can pay you $26,000 a year to do 60 hours of work a week. How does that sound? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. And, and to be and to be clear, we're, we're both talking about uh, former jobs. We're saying nothing about the, the current job. Well, I'm talking job about CinemaSins, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. So, so, no, I'm but, not. Here, but here's the other thing that also happens in a capitalistic society, which is the power down says, don't talk to anybody about what you're making, right? Like, don't oh, yeah, no, make no, no, no. sure nobody knows. We had a really interesting conversation in our house uh, with my sons who are all in the workforce now. All of my sons are in the workforce. Uh, and uh, my wife and I were on kind of different sides of this, talking about this idea of, because because she's always been taught, no, you do, like, she thought yeah. it was illegal. She literally thought it was illegal to tell somebody that you know what you're what you're making, and I think that comes from a power down mentality. That's mm -hmm. like you'll get in trouble for this. Well, it, but, they, it can be a company policy that you don't discuss that stuff, but that's not illegal. No, and in it's fact, policy. in fact, they have passed laws to protect workers' rights to be able to discuss their their compensation with each other. So there's a there's someone who just posted their income on TikTok and they were fired for sharing their income on TikTok. So there are some things where you're not supposed to disclose stuff. So just like be aware of that. But I think talking to your boss about it is different. Yeah, yeah. Anyhow, it's it's a really interesting kind of thing to think about. For sure. This one's from Doc who says, quit being a bin. I think bin means trash. Okay. That's a very brave thing to say to a boss. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the last thing that you say to your boss. Uh, Joseta says, my last boss was my dad. So, <laughs> oof. Well, that just means that your advice then, would be a little tricky, wouldn't it? Your advice would be, let's go somewhere for Father's Day. You know, <laughs> this, is, this is not hard. This is not difficult. Uh, my former boss would be my aunt, but that would be my medical advice. I have advice for current bosses, most of which is plan ahead and don't overthink things. That's great advice. Which brings up a question. Which would weigh more, all the humans or all the ants? Uh, in the world. Well, I do want to let you know, I sent up a second poll on my chat because I'm mm. a poll person today. And my poll was, do you welcome the ant overlords with yep, <laughs> nope, or moving to Mars? And 50% said moving to Mars. Yeah, you don't want to live on Mars yet. right now. Maybe Not after yet. after there's colonization that's happened, but. Which we need ants for, okay? <laughs> they know what they're doing. <laughs> the colony is like what they're called. It's, it's right in their name. <laughs> Why aren't we sending ants to Mars to colonize Mars? That's all makes sense. Uh, I, I do want to say to JCD about plan ahead and don't overthink things. I think that there is, they, they kind of can potentially contradict each other a little bit. Uh, which is maybe kind of something that Aaron was about to, to chat about, but mm -hmm. planning ahead can stop and limit uh, and cause you to overthink things and overthinking things can cause you to stop planning. Like they both kind of, you have to kind of know your people. So like for, for the team I'm on right now, uh, we do a lot of like forecasting and brainstorming, but then we really can't make all specific plans until it's like go time. For example, Twitch, we launched Twitch uh, yesterday and uh, we've been kind of like doing a little bit here and there to potentially prep for that. But then all of a sudden it was just time to do it. So we just jumped in and kind of have to trust that the team can just go through. There's no way to avoid mistakes. There's no way to avoid forgetting something that we just didn't have time to think about and maybe would have never. So 
I like your, I like what you're saying. Um, especially the Dover, don't overthink things part, like, cause you can really limit what you do if you overthink things. That's speaking to myself because I used to overthink things a lot and fear making mistakes. I wouldn't do anything at all. I still struggle with that, by the way. Yeah. Uh, here's chinchilla zeal. Listen to your employees. If they're not happy, the company won't function well. Yeah. Listening is important. I think that there's something that the employees will be able to give to management that no one else, like it's a perspective that nobody else can have except for the ones that are doing that. I'm going to say grunt work, but it, that's not always the best way to describe it. But there's a, there's a type of work that employment does that just can be so beneficial if you take the time to listen to what they have to kind of say and their feedback. Um, that's no matter what size the company it is. I think that's why it's important to just ask them to mm -hmm. like, what, how's it going for you? What do you think? What could we be doing better? And it could be something as simple as making sure that we have pens that work and all of a sudden the morale is boosted. Speaking from experience, we work in an office where we have to write, why don't I have any pens? <laughs> just type, Sorry. you type today, no pens needed. Not at that job, it was a long time ago. <laughs> Stop expecting people to work overtime. Very good. Especially if you didn't hire them with that expectation. That should be yeah. something that you have a conversation about and a really nice compensation plan and an understanding mm -hmm. that they have lives. Yep, I agree with that. Yeah. A lot. This is great from Lolly. Uh, if you're using the phrase, I know it's not your job, but could you just multiple times a week, you need to readdress job descriptions and team structure and probably consider that someone in the team needs a promotion if they're working above their pay grade. say there are certain people that i i don't know if i'll ever ever actually meet lolly in person but i respect the crap out of this person so much i love all of the things that you say that's such mm -hmm. a good thing to say yeah. there needs to be an understanding that you're asking someone to go outside of what they've been hired to do mm -hmm. and there is this expectation like you just do everything it takes everything you do, do everything and, and make it work. Yeah, uh, there. it's interesting to me because there is this uh, addendum. And in fact, one of my former employers was explicit about this when they hired me. Here's your job description. And notice at the bottom of the job description, we've put, and whatever else management deems necessary. And it's like, guys. Guys, <laughs> I don't want to clean a toilet. <laughs> I that's just not don't. How it, that's not how it works. Like. I if we're going to do this thing where you I pay me money to God. do a job, you don't yeah. get to just say, I'm going to pay you this much money to do whatever job I want. <laughs> well, I mean, you can, but you just need to, I'd be like, can we just take that part out? Yeah. yeah. <sighs> so, so yeah, there is that thing and it kind of goes into what my, I haven't really talked about what my uh, advice would be, but there is a, a specific former employer where, where my advice would be, uh, you don't own me. Like because you, you pay me, me for a job doesn't mean you get to define what I do with the time I'm not working for you. And it's so weird to me when uh, jobs are like that. So, yeah. This is interesting. What the brick says, I took business classes in high school and learning that it's important to discuss those things, but never how to discuss those things. Mm -hmm. I think that direct conversation is something that needs to be exampled a little bit more. I am a very direct communicator. Um, just, I'm gonna throw myself under the bus here. Last week, 
I was super frustrated about something happening at the job. Uh, in my opinion, there was some miscommunication happening. I needed that solved quickly. I called everyone to the table. Guys, all hands on deck. Come talk about this thing. We got to figure this out. And I'm just a direct person. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense to me. I don't agree, but I don't care. Let's just get something done. And I walk away from those going, God, I hope my team knows that I love them. Because <laughs> it can be a little bit scary. And and then there's feedback too, obviously. Like, how do you do that? Because I'm going to have to be me to lead sometimes and still have a learning curve and trust my team that they're not going to be like, God, my job is at stake because Danae was very direct. But there is, there doesn't be discussion about like a how-to. Uh, I agree with that. There needs to be kind of more examples of that. And that's one of the reasons why I kind of am unapologetically me both on this show, other shows, even with my team, because I feel like there's not a lot of examples of just directly saying what you mean. And then if it's really off, watch me figure out how to make it better. Like I'm right. still going to talk through it. I'm still going to try to learn through it. And I'm trying not to apologize for it. I'm not saying that I'm right. I'm saying like, like I wish that I could find a different way to communicate, but sometimes in the heat of the moment, I'm just like a, oh, and that's that. Okay, let's have some cookies. <laughs> <laughs> and as a, uh, a shout out to other workers like myself and to many of my former employers, if you have an issue with how I'm working and I ask you what that issue is and you don't start with expectations I'm not meeting and you start with, it doesn't look like you're working hard enough. It doesn't. It, that doesn't it, mean anything. It doesn't mean anything to me because I never look like I'm working hard enough. <laughs> like that is that it's is like, my personality type. Like I'm like, going to get the job done. Yeah. So like tell me where I'm not meeting expectations. That's that's where you should start, not with, you know, why are you spending your time on this? Doesn't look like you're doing work when you're at your desk. Tell me what expectations I'm not meeting and then we'll, you we'll know, talk about it. You know those people who say they have like the resting bee face? It's like it's like you have resting relax face or something. Like you something. just you have resting this air lazy of face. Just... That's what I have. Resting lazy face. Yeah. And yeah, I agree. There needs to be action points. Uh yeah. let's see. I want to go to this one from Sohila Shoot, who says, Hello, by the way. Um, my last boss uh knew uh, who cared and exploited that? The more you did, the more that was expected of you with no additional compensation. So I was expected to work overtime off the clock. I would say to her, stop taking advantage of good people and maybe your turnover rate wouldn't be so high. Mm -hmm. That's my girl, cause she said it. But you know what? People are used to kind of using good, like good vibes, unfortunately. These are all really, really good pieces of advice. Yep. Uh, with. My advice relates to most bosses I've had, says with a brick, which has been uh, in the server bartending space, which is communicate. Your employees cannot read your mind. And if things change or if something isn't working well, let us know before it becomes a real issue. We actually had a really great meeting uh, recently as a team where there had been examples of things that weren't working well, but we were trying to find a system to put into place. And so mm -hmm. we just kind of got together. It's like, listen, things aren't going perfectly, but that's not the expectation. So it was a really nice way to say, it, because one or two issues have happened, let's try to avoid it getting even worse. And it's awkward sometimes because I think as humans, we have a tendency to want to do a little bit of blame shifting. <laughs> um, sure. But but yeah, I think that's really, really good. 
Good uh, stuff. Jose the third is with me. OMG, I also have resting lazy face. Thankfully, my supervisor understands this about my personality. Yeah. It's, it's when just you like, find somebody who gets it, like it's such a beautiful thing. And I have had a couple bosses, uh, including the current uh, bosses, who understand uh, how I work. So that's that's very, very nice. Awesome. Great topic. Um, Aaron, are you ready to switch to yours? Yeah, let's do the A topic. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Uh, here we go. It's a nice, easy one. What's the hottest you've ever felt? And oh, I'm so hot right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about an outfit. Uh, I'm not talking about your hair being I'm, on fleek. I'm wearing, uh, I'm wearing my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle shirt, so... You're feeling super, ultra hot right I'm now. I'm feeling it. I'm wearing last night's braid and messy hair. I'm feeling it. Look, if you, if you want to talk about when you just felt hot, like visually, that's fine. But this question is about literally temperature wise. What's the hottest you've ever felt? Now, notice I didn't say what's the hottest you've ever been because those can be different things. There are some moments where you just feel like you're burning up, even though it may be not be the hot. For instance, the hottest I've ever been is 122 in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, that is literally the hottest I've ever existed in, but it's not the hottest I've ever felt. Uh, this, of course, comes from what we were talking about earlier, just the fact that this heat wave is, where we are at is absolutely ridiculous. Also in England, I know completely bonkers uh, heat wave going on there, uh, had been going on. I think it's cooled off a little bit there. Um, and that's in a place where they're not used to that. I think, I think England's kind of like Michigan weather for the most part, where like during the summers, it's usually pretty nice and like the high seventies, that kind of thing. Um, but it does not usually get up to as hot as it has been. So yeah, I'm curious to hear. Um, I know what mine is right off the bat. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's called hot yoga. <laughs> well, there was a clue. You had a clue. You had yeah. a clue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, no. <laughs> For the podcast listeners, Danae's dog has chosen this moment <laughs> to get really, really affectionate. I don't like dog tongue in my mouth. It's good to know. Don't do that to me. Um, hot yoga is something that I can appreciate now from afar. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I would ever do it again. I, I I purchased a package because I thought I'm gonna spend this money and make myself go do this thing. Cause I like yoga, even though I, I've not practiced it a whole lot. I like stretching. I think stretching is fun. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of core exercise to it. And I also like being warm. So I just, I went and experienced what hot yoga is. Um, and it was a mental challenge to say the least to tell my body every 10 or 15 seconds that we were not in danger and that we well, could stay in that room and be okay while continuing to stretch with the group of sweaty people. Uh, if I'm remembering correctly, you oh, also no. made the, the poor, poor choice. Oh, we're going here, are we? You <laughs> Am know I wrong? It. Am I wrong? <laughs> you also made a poor choice of lunch before going to hot yoga. I'm just going to say. I can't believe. 
Yes, yes. There's a there As is if a you've story. You've never talked about this publicly before, but I I have. It's just been a long time, and it's a whole story. And I don't know if you want me to just like. No, derail. I think people can gather. I think people can gather by the fact that you made a poor lunch choice before going to hot yoga. What I that meant for your rip, hot yoga but experience? I didn't do it. I really needed to, though. It was comical. It was front and center in the middle of the room. It was very stretchy and butt in the airness. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> Anyway, exactly. that, that's the hottest I've ever been. Um, yeah. I wonder how hot those rooms are. I'm going to so, look. So this is this is my answer as well. And it might be lots of people uh, have this experience. But Steven says, having to drive my car with no AC and 100 degree heat, that is the hottest I've ever felt as well. Uh, when our van had the, whatever, Freon run out or compressed, I can't even remember. But the AC went down. And any time I had to take a trip more than 15 minutes was just like I was trying to exist uh, in Death Valley. And and it is actually technically hotter than outside usually. Even when you roll your windows down, you can only disperse so much of that heat that the sun is magnifying through the glass. Um, so, yeah, that is absolutely the hottest I've ever felt as well. Uh, <clears throat> the room is 105 degrees, 40% humidity. Mm, that's hot. That's hot. Michael says, I passed out because my brain overheated when I was giving a public presentation in high school. Michael, that's legit. That is legit. Your brain overheated? I don't like it. I don't like yeah. thinking about that. That's 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 very CPU sounding. <laughs> that's right. Oh, no. Lolly says, last year when the heat dome hit PNW, it felt hotter than Arizona because there was no cool air at night and the atmospheric pressure was awful. There you go. Jose, uh, no, that would be Jose, Joseph. <laughs> Jose <JCD>? PHC Davis. <laughs> uh, JCD says, hottest I've ever felt is either one, the time I was in the greenhouse at 130 degrees Fahrenheit, or no. two, the time my hand accidentally touched the inside of an oven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or three, last week when the sun was out and I was on a gravel pad wearing black jeans. Uh, yeah, that'll do it. You know, I love being barefoot and it has been interesting <gasps> yeah, to go no. get the mail. Our ma our mailbox is across the street. Uh, Don't do and, it. and so I will walk out, uh, to the road and about halfway across the road. I'll be like, am I going to make it to the mail and back with the, uh, bottom of my feet intact? And the answer is not completely, but I'm doing fine. Be careful with that. Um, I have been very, very, very injured from walking on hot asphalt before. Yeah. Yeah. You and I saw a dog sitting on hot as asphalt uh, on a trip what recently. What was that? <laughs> Can we We're talk about literally... that for a second? <laughs> okay. Let's set the stage. We're driving from uh -huh. Southwest Missouri to Nashville. To Nashville. Yep. The, the, the drive takes you essentially through what looks like Kansas, but it's it's just fields and fields of you know like i don't even know what it usually there's corn there's uh cotton is that there's right there's no major expressway that connects us directly to nashville so there is a portion it's just you go off into where we're in farmland territory farmland. yeah yeah so we're we took a route that took us through even more windy farm road territory than normal there's no one around us aaron go on so we're coming around the corner on this two lane road. And when I say two lane, I'm one going each way. So, you know, just one lane each way road. We come around the corner. There's this, I'm going to say it's 60 pound. Retriever. Yeah. 60 pound black lab 
just <laughs> sitting in the middle of the road. And when 100 I hundred plus degrees. When I say sitting, I just mean sitting. <laughs> just just looking with this goofy look on his face. So happy. He so was happy so happy. Just to be sitting at a hundred degree weather on the middle of an asphalt road. In he the was, middle of the lane. He was in the other lane. And literally I'm thinking, okay, he's gonna he's slow gonna down, Danae, right? Like we don't want like if he jumps in front of us, like we, you know. So we, you know, we kind of slowed around the curve and that dog just sat there. Like we we went within a foot or two of oh, this yeah. dog. And just, he didn't move a muscle. <laughs> it's like, is this he just your place? He turned his head. He was kind of like, hey, guys, you know, as <laughs> we so like went by. Now, now the the space that was adjacent to him, which had to have been his domain, was a junkyard where you could see cars in various stages of disrepair. So mm -hmm. I'm thinking he was a junkyard dog who was just like, this is just my life. I just like to come out here and warm my butt every <laughs> once in a while and just watch the cars go by. It was, it was wild. insane. It was wild. It was wild. That we were dog. both like, did we just see that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, of yeah. all of the things to see in the wild, what a simple thing to see a dog. And then us city folk were like, did you see that dog in the road? <laughs> like farmers are like, that's not a big deal at all. But that's for Steve. us, we were really, con we were concerned. That's just Steve. <laughs> he just goes, he just, he, he's just out there in the road. Michael says a close second was yesterday. I'm helping my partner move and it's already quite hot, not an ideal co uh, combination. Uh, I, I kind of want to end this conversation soon because I'm getting hot just talking about all this <laughs> stuff. But so he lost says uh, we were staying in a small camper for a few months in the desert near Yuma, Arizona with no electricity. The campground looked like Mars. It was over 100 degrees were every single day. colonizing it? Oh, my God. Of course. Uh, it was so hot and dry. My skin would crack. My nose bled. My curly hair went straight. Zero stars would not recommend. <laughs> I'm not a fan of almost dying from heat stroke. There's, there's been a couple times waiting in line in amusement parks that I would put in this conversation as well, where like the line for whatever reason is outside the covered area, you know, with the nice fans and such. And it's just like you're just standing there with the heat just <laughs> boiling you. Yeah, that isn't that is oh. not fun. You know, and then they do those mister things or like, hey, we're going to miss a little water on you to remind your body that you're not dying and then as soon mm -hmm. as you're on the other side of the mystery you're like i i could have been fine if i wouldn't have been missed it i would have acclimated but now you've reminded me yeah anyway there are there are so many great stories here we will we do not have time to get to them all um but yeah thank you for those uh it's hot guys it's hot, it hot. stay safe as you can uh, yeah. Let's go on to the you questions, you guys. Yeah, let's um, do it. Ask us anything. You can put a you in front of it. Uh, we'll go back through the comments and look at the ones that you guys have already given to us. And any question goes. You can ask anything you want. Doesn't mean we're going to answer it. It just means we're going to try to answer it or actively ignore it. We haven't really had anything like super inappropriate in the chat. Well, there was that one question that a top Derek Mountain asked. Yes. Yeah. Der Derek Derek has pushed that line for sure. Speaking of Derek, welcome to the chat, Derek. <laughs> Hi, Derek. It's good Hi, Derek. To see you. Uh, where do you want to start today? Just want to go in. Uh, let's let's start here. We'll just go in order. Doc says, uh, so Jeremy sometimes streams now? Question mark. Yeah. Yeah. So for those of you that know, uh, our coworkers at CinemaSins, um, we create YouTube content uh, and podcasts. And um, one of the passions in the group is gaming and things like that. And obviously Twitch being a really great outlet for that. We decided to look into it. Jeremy started uh, streaming yesterday. 
we don't have a set schedule for for Jeremy. So, uh, Doc, if you're kind of looking for that information, you'll have to probably follow us on Discord or watch Twitter for now because Jeremy needs to have that freedom of just kind of like following his instincts. So right now he's really enjoying the game Stray. So he may stream Stray again. Uh, he might not ever again. We don't know. Um, but as a company, we're going to start creating some consistent content for Twitch, including uh, live podcast recordings. And we're actively working on being able to show Ian, Aaron, and I battle it out with Mario Kart yes, on the let's Switch. Yes, some Mario Kart streams. Because we've let's been go. battling them. Um, we have a group chat where we're just like, let's go. And then we'll just jump in. And so. Yep. Uh, okay. So let's answer this question from Slab. Do you bite the heads off first or is that just me? I have no idea what this is in relation to uh, yes, Slab. Yes, you do. <laughs> what a it's, weird question. What a very strange question for you to ask out of nowhere. It's the little bunny things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You just snap their head off. You snap oh, their plastic. head off and then eat it. Plastic. Um. Do you do that for everything though? That's my question, back to you. So for me, uh, I genuinely have a preferred way of eating most uh, cookies or crackers or anything, which is I eat around the edges first. The reason for this is the edges are usually the most done. Uh, and so I get that out of the way so that I have that like center portion that is, uh, you know, perfect and beautiful and gooey or whatever, so yeah. That's what that's what I do. So the same same goes for animal crackers, which means I will eat the head off first, uh, but I will nibble around the edges and then take the beautiful center bite. The beautiful center bites to end on the highest of high notes. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, okay, here's the next one from Michael who asks, what's your love language? Words of affirmation, action, nick. I didn't think nickname was a words of, I don't, what is nickname? <laughs> Well, is that a love language? No, nicknames, nicknames is not a love language. It's not a I love mean, language. It's, it's not an official. Listen, there's an there's an official list uh -huh. of the five love language. They the, the, the five the, love languages. The OG five. Right. These are the OG five: words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. So those are the ways to express and receive love. Usually, if you are heavy in a love language. You express love that way and also receive it really well uh, that way. There are random instances of people who express love one way but like to receive it more another way. Um, this so, is why communication is important. <laughs> this is why you should always talk to the people you love. But first self-discovery, right? Like first kind of understanding more about you as a person is, is very, very helpful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Um, I think Aaron, we've talked about this on our show multiple times. Many so times, many times. So, which is fine because I don't mind talking about it again. I think if I remember correctly, Aaron, your physical touch. Physical touch is number one for me. Yes, I which am is, a hugger. Which is why when he hugs <laughs> me, he turns into what I could best describe the ocean <laughs> and starts swaying. And I'm just like, I, not a physical touch person. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> which is why I never hug Danae anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if I remember our conversations, acts of service is really high on on your list. Um, yeah, but I had to dig into that one to understand it more because mm -hmm. it sounds really weird. Like, mm -hmm. be my servant, so I love you. Which is which? <laughs> no, that's not what it means. I know, but I had to figure that out because I'm like, I just didn't like it. I didn't like how it was. Yeah. All it means is if somebody takes the time to uh, do something for you, you feel loved. So if someone. <laughs> 
let me put it to you this way. I had a friend over once who knew that I was going to be walking towards my office and mm. the hallway was dark. So before they went to the bathroom, they turned the light on for me. And I was like, oh, my God, that is so sweet. Just flipping a <laughs> light on was like, <laughs> that's all I needed. Like you thought of me and you did mm -hmm. something for me because you know what I need before I say it. And that does mean a lot to me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> There's there is a the knowing each other thing is important also in receiving gifts. That's a big one because like that's the one I understand the least. I'm not a gifts person. When somebody gives me a gift, I don't relate it to the idea of love. But for some people, the idea of like, I'm not going to tell you what I want because I feel loved when you pick a gift that I like because it means you know me like that's a big deal for some people. It's just difficult for me because it's not high on my list. Thankfully, also not high on my wife's list. So that makes the fact that we never get in each other anything for birthdays <laughs> like really, really nice because neither of us care. Um, I'm loving these nicknames. Chris says, perfect, beautiful, and gooey. My nicknames in high school. <laughs> what? Nice. Doc says, I have the nickname Albatross and Lord Nelson in high school. <laughs> okay. It's amazing. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> my nickname in high school was Skippy. Listen, if 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 nicknames is a love language, I'm super into that. Let's do it. Okay. And that is the joke. You can make almost anything, you know, a love language these days, and that's that's what's funny. Here's one from Castro who asks, "What do you do to go to stop going to bed late?" <laughs> what, what What do you do to go to, to, go stop, to stop going to, going to What do you do late? to go to stop going to bed late? I think we're going to have to interpret this one. I think it's what do you do to stop going to bed too late? I think this yes. is this is yeah. what we're dealing uh -huh. with here. The uh -huh. idea of how do you stop staying up so late? Danae. Well, <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm talking about the fact that when I wake up in the morning for work, often there's like stuff that happened at like 2.30 a.m. Well, I think first you need to decide what's too late for you. <laughs> Um, if you have a, have a job that allows flexibility like mine does, there are certain windows where my brain is activated. Mm -hmm. Um, I tried to go to bed last night at oh, like 10 30 or 11 at 12 30. I finally got up and came in here and sat down and started backing up some stuff on my computer. Cause I couldn't go to bed until I stopped thinking about it. Um, so you kind of have to know your own self, but if you have things in your life like school or a job or whatever that has windows of time when you need to be awake and active, it really is just a working back game. Like how can I make sure that my mind is most active in those times when I'm needed for these other such important things? Yeah. yeah. So it's not easy, uh, especially if no one is there to police you. Um, and you know, that's just called self-control and <laughs> There are a lot of ways, you know, to work on self-control in little ways and small ways. Uh, good luck on your journey. I'm still on mine. To put it, so when I found a wild RP, the role play server that I play on, which I intend on going live tomorrow as Babs uh, on wild RP server, when I first found the server and started playing on it, I played every night and eventually found my role play friends that I'm still friends with to this day. And we have a Discord group that was at one point in time called the No Sleep Club. <laughs> so we just like to hang out and be together. And then I learned that I don't need to have eight to 10 hours of sleep a night. I can survive on six. 
or sometimes four and then take a nap. Um, yeah, I'm still I'm still trying to figure that out myself. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah, you just you, you have to decide. <clears throat> I think you have to be honest and go, uh, am, am I willing to live at a, a lesser frequency of my health? Or do I wow. really want to embrace? Wow. Uh, wow. Do I want to drink a gallon of water every Them day? words. Or do I want to get eight hours of sleep at night? Like these are like these are not subjective things. These are objective things that will make you healthier. Um, so like this is it's just that decision, right? And then at that point, you just start putting in place like uh, standards and practices, right? So my recommendation to you, Castro, is if you're trying to find a consistent bedtime, is to do what you do with kids, which is say, here's the process. Here's what we're doing to go to sleep. And once your body knows I'm in this sleep process, it's going to get easier and easier and easier. So for instance, <clears throat> the idea of doing the same things uh, before you go to bed, having a consistent, uh, you know, um, time you put your phone away, like all, all that kind of stuff is valuable, I think, into training yourself uh, to be able to do that. So am I perfect at it? No, but I do. I do go to sleep uh, pretty much around ten o'clock every night, and it's helpful. I think it's really helpful. So, <laughs> Danae, do you feel judged? I wasn't trying to judge you or anyone. I was just saying, like, these are the things that you that you need to do. No, that was great. <laughs> uh, but uh, I get it. I get it. Yeah, you know, like so cool. when you're sleeping, you can't do stuff. I get it. I get it. Uh, JCD asks, if you have a degree, how close is your current job to said degree? I'm asking because so far I'm not getting any job offers I've interviewed for, interviewed for that match my master's degree. Oh, let's talk about the myth of college, shall we? No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> I'm ready. Uh, Danae, all of her jobs don't match her degree um, because Danae is a high school graduate, right? Yeah. Like, I don't think you have any college degrees. So. No, the only like uh, additional certification that I got was when I, I became a massage therapist, right? Right. Um, which in the state of Missouri is under the medical licensure. So we had to take medical courses to make sure that we knew if we were massaging someone like what the contraindications were. So I got a crash course in anatomy, physiology, kinesiology, uh, pathology, and again, a crash course, which was really exciting. And I, I ate that up because it was in my wheelhouse of interest, which is gonna play into this conversation about like whether call, like what college did. So for me, I did not go to college. Uh, that was a very specific decision because at the time when I graduated high school, I hated pretty much anyone older than me. Um, and I had some really major problems with just authority in general. I could not imagine paying someone to go sit down and be told what to do again. Um, I just wanted to go out and live my life. I didn't want anyone to tell me anything <laughs> anymore. So I did, I just went out and got a job. And I the only time I have never had a job was for a brief, I think it was, I think it was a four or six month period in my mid twenties where I could not find a job. Um, and that's because I was looking for something specific for the first time. My job career was opportunity to opportunity to opportunity. So someone would um, hire me on the spot because I was charismatically shopping at their store and they're like, we want you to work here. I was like, well, okay. And so then I would work there and then that would lead to another open door. And I would just kind of bounced from thing to thing, acquiring the skills of my life. Um, 
But in that one window, I had to find a job that was very, very specific. And that was the most stressful uh, experience because I had already accumulated a house and a car. So I had to make a certain amount to continue to live that life or I had to lose my house and my car. And I was able to find something at the very last minute, which was terrifying. And I had to do something that I absolutely hated. And that taught me a lot as well. So, but for the most part, it's been what I've wanted to try. And I'm very lucky um, because my partner um, could carry the weight of our bills. And so I was able to do that, especially after radio, when I was married, um, I had just married. So like my partner has the income coming in and then I could take a total crazy leap and jump into a job that could barely pay me to try it out. And I know that not everybody can do that. So my way of doing things isn't going to work for everyone. And that's something that's really important to say. And I would say the same thing about my way of doing things isn't going to work for everyone. And in fact, I probably lean against doing my way at this point. I don't know that if you if you can find scholarships and uh, an inexpensive way to get a general education after high school, that's fine. But my recommendation for my children and for anyone that that asks is wait to wait, give yourself some time, like give yourself some time to figure out who you are, what you want to do, because then you can specifically get educated for the things that you want to be your career or want to be your life. Um, I am one of the rarities that I actually am kind of working in my degrees. Uh, I graduated with two degrees. One was in philosophy and the other was in broadcasting. And I think it can be argued that I use both of those degrees uh, with what I do. Is that a philosophical so. conversation about your degree? <laughs> yes. Was about, that on purpose? Did you do that on purpose? We're was literally, that a, did you, we're literally <laughs> broadcasting a philosophical conversation about whether my broadcasting right and philosophy degree have played in <laughs> to <laughs> what I do Amazing. with my life. Amazing. Uh, but I, I think I am the outlier on this. I don't know that for most people it works that way. And there are so many stories. I mean, my, my wife is a story of, you know, getting a degree in elementary education that she has never used. Never. Um, I mean, I guess being a sub, she was a sub substitute teacher for a little bit. So I shouldn't say that. But um, but now she's going back to school to be a nurse because she knows she wants to do that. She knows who she is. She knows how it fits her life right now. So she's literally taking a two year course to get certified as an RN because she's excited about it. And let me tell you, being educated when you're excited about something is so much easier than just being educated because you have to do it and you think it's the right thing to do. And yeah. so you pay thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of dollars. So many monies. Um, to get an education that you don't even know how you're gonna use. So yeah, I just, I think it makes so much sense to not only take a gap year, take as many gap years as you want to figure it out. There's, you know, plenty of jobs that you can work, you may not like them. And that's something like Danae said, that's something to learn about yourself as well. But see the experience things until you kind of have a better idea of how you want to make your money and where that makes sense for you and then go after that. Um, I just think that makes so much more sense today. Yeah, I think if I was to actually like approach a higher education, um, there's a lot of things that I would have to consider now. Uh, because I don't know that I would be going to go get a, I, I like what I'm doing right now. Mm -hmm. It genuinely would be for the education part of it, just to, just to know more. There's something about being around passionate, uh, brilliant people. I went to a, uh, my, my aunts are both, um, professors at a college in Iowa. I think they are at Iowa university. I'm pretty sure university of Iowa. Um, and she is like the chemistry, uh, 
she's got her doctorate. She's incredibly brilliant. Shout out to Aunt Brittany. I sat down in her lecture hall, which is like something out of the movies, you know, where it's all like layered and stuff. And I asked her to just pretend like I was her student. And she began to teach me about, um, like, I can't even remember what it was. It's been a long time, but I was so in, just absorbed in it because she is a passionate teacher. Um, there was also someone who posted uh, this lady who was teaching about like physics and um, passionate people is what I'm attracted to. So I feel like if I got into a college situation where I had to listen to someone drone on just because they had the information, but they were lacking that passion to pass on the education, I think it would just kind of kill me because I'm kind of a, I'm in the moment person. So um, I would love to pick and choose some courses and just learn from very passionate people because I trust that I can learn just about anything if I put my mind to it. Uh, and I don't know how to apply it for a career. I've, I don't know that I'm always going to do what I'm doing now, but I like what I'm doing long enough, like, or I like what I'm doing well enough to try to keep doing it for a long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great conversation. Uh, yeah. Uh, we can do as many of these as you want to do today. Just uh, keep kind of clicking through the ones that uh, seem interesting to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, go to this one. From Jose the Third. What is something, food, music, games, et cetera, that you decided to give a second chance and realized you loved it? For me, it was Weezer. <laughs> I wasn't impressed. And then they released two albums last year and I dove back into their catalog and now I'm a Weezer fan. A Weezer fan. Amazing. Uh, for me, it's probably going to be Peppers. <laughs> um, okay. So... Since starting HelloFresh. Kind of same, actually. I kind of have that same experience with peppers. Yeah. yeah. So HelloFresh has changed a lot of how I eat, which I really appreciate. And that's their purpose. But there is something about like just try. Look, okay, like, I'm paying for the service. They've sent me this menu item. I'm going to at least try it because I'm paying for it. And it's not something I would usually pick on a menu, but it looked good and I'm curious. And so I've tried more things. And when it gets into that kind of pepper area, like poblano peppers, green peppers and red mm. peppers I've eaten before, but poblano is one I hadn't done before. Those are one delicious. Of them had, they are. Uh, one of them had a jalapeno. I think there was like a, a, a deep sauce I made once that had like a little, little bit of pe uh, jalapeno in there. Mm -hmm. um, I would have never really reached for those before, but I'm really enjoying the spicier kind of stuff. The poblanos are really yummy, by the way, because they're like got the good like meaty crunch to them. Even after they've been cooked, they kind of retain their yeah. They're sort of like you you got to chew on them a little bit. It was, they're delicious. So I'm gonna go with a food one for myself. Yeah, I'm gonna go in the food area as well. Um, this goes back a while though. I'm not gonna go with something recent. I'm gonna go with something that was maybe about ten years ago. Maybe even 15, I can't remember. But uh, I gave up on cottage cheese like as a kid. Like I was because it looked gross to me. Like it looked like like some sort of mayonnaise concoction. And I knew I hated mayonnaise. It was like some sort of chunky, like gross whites. Like most white sauces, like I just or condiments, I'm just not a big fan of. I didn't realize it was cheese. I know it's in the name. I listen, I understand it's in the name, but I just grew up assuming I didn't like cottage cheese, tried it about 15 years ago and was like, oh, this is like, this is like a chunky cheese stick with a little bit different texture, like with a soupier texture. Like this is, this is literally like eating cheese soup. Like this is, this is amazing. Um, so yeah, cottage cheese would probably be my, my easy answer on that one. Awesome. This one's from Stephen who asks, have you ever had a weird or strange fan interaction? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course. Mine was in radio days. Aaron will remember this one. I think we were at that mm-hmm. uh, huge uh, concert. Do you remember that? I, there were several fan interactions you had at concerts, so you're going to have to be more specific. I had just joined radio, um, and there was a big concert that was happening. And so the concert are at these huge, like, I don't even know. What do you call them? Arenas? Domes? Yeah, sure. Arenas. Uh, yeah. I don't yeah. even, I, I don't know how many people it's the college fits. basketball. 30,000? Yeah, somewhere in the, yeah, I, think I would say 30,000. I would say somewhere around 20,000 people, yeah. So let's say that it's pretty much filled up. Um, And so there's all these people around. And I kept getting people from the radio who would find me and say, there's this fan that's looking for you. There's this fan that's looking for you. Um, And so I'm martially arts trained. Um, So I have a. <laughs> I love that you throw that in there. I have, I have a certain air of confidence in myself, which is not a bad thing, but it's something that like, I, I don't want to lean too far into just, you know, <laughs> being like, well, if this devolves, I'll just <laughs> protect myself. But I feel like some people around me were like, don't, you know, you probably shouldn't go talk to them because they just get a weird vibe from them or whatever. But I had, I was kind of curious, like, what is this person? So um, yeah, it, it was basically just this sweet, awkward person who was wearing like, like all of their clothes and the backpack and any of the keychains hanging off the backpack were like cartoon stuff. So like My Little Pony or uh, Adventure Time, and they're probably in their 20s, but you could just see that they were just kind of like a kid. And I'm pretty sure that they just enjoyed my kid-like energy too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really, the first thing I did as I, as I walked up was just I sized him up for being able to just take him down. And I was like, ah, this (laughs) is no problem. (laughs) Yeah, which is not great. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, I could drop this guy. (laughs) Um, And then I just being really, really hyper aware of uh, at the end of the event, making sure I got to my Jeep okay. Um, And so I'm very cautious about that. I, I do things like sometimes I'll get on my phone and call someone just to have a conversation while I'm walking, even though it's, I don't need to have a conversation. Or um, I will take a very obvious route someplace so that people have line of sight. Uh, I'll make sure that there's check-ins like, hey, I'm going to message you when I get to my Jeep. It's going to take me five minutes. If you don't hear from me, come to the parking lot, stuff like that. So that has happened before. Yeah, I have I've kind of have categories for these. Uh, I've been recognizing different ways and it's always a little awkward, but the most awkward it usually gets is in the movie critic realm. Because with being on television here locally and doing that, I would get uh, especially a lot of people who would be, hey, you're the movie guy. What's your favorite movie? And immediately I would usually just tell them, you know, like singing in the rain. And then I started to learn that they weren't really curious about what my favorite movie was. They wanted me to know their favorite movie because it didn't matter what I said, mm-hmm. they wanted to talk about their favorite movie. And so yeah. eventually, eventually I just I just started saying, I have a lot. What's yours? And that's all they wanted, you know, like, so, so that made it a lot less awkward, but the weirdest has to be the time where somebody realized they were a fan of me, even though they had already known me for a couple of years, which has happened now that I've started doing the, the voice for TV sins, the narration for TV sins. Um, there was, uh, one of our friend's daughters, who was in uh, in a conversation with us and just started talking about love, just like just finding cinema sins and loving cinema sins and TV sins. And then finding out that I was the voice on TV sins blew her mind because she listened to them all the time and she did not 
uh, connect that. It didn't and so, know it was you until she's like, it me. it's not you. And then she pulls up your video and it's like, it's your voice. And she's like, <laughs> <laughs> how did I can't not put deny, this together? Can't yeah. deny this one. So that was weird. Um, yeah. Fan interactions are interesting. I, I think like I always want a fan to feel like they can talk to me because I'm just a person like anyone else's. Mm -hmm. Um, but I also try to, I can be kind of overwhelming. And like when someone meets me, I I'm like, Hey, you know, and just instantly assume that there's no barriers or strangeness and, between us. And that can be really off-putting too. So I've been trying to learn how to be like a little bit more reserved in fan interactions uh, just to give people the chance to kind of like warm up to the idea of talking to me. Yeah. So, but we do fan-based events for our job. And so there's a chance for 30 some people to be in the room with us and it lasts over the course of several days. And so hopefully by the end of that time, if there's someone who wanted to chat, they could. But one of the other things I learned is that some people, no matter how much time you've spent with them, are still not gonna approach you. And so I've been learning how to try to like kind of quote unquote make my rounds um, where I, if I see an opportunity to talk to somebody who I haven't talked to before, or even just sit beside them and being quiet, that there's still that chance to kind of say hi. And that's that's one of the things I love about um, our fan events that we will continue to do. And we're going to have one in the UK soon. So, yeah. Yep. Exciting Sneak stuff. Peek. Exciting Sneak stuff. Peek. This one's for me. What is your favorite class to play? Dungeons and Dragons. The Cleric. I love support classes. The Bard. Uh, Aaron's the Bard, though he hasn't ever played Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Never played, but I know. <laughs> um, I My first class that I ever played in D&D &D was a rogue. And that was a lot of fun as well. But I love the support class. And that's usually what I, I go towards. I did try to play a warlock. That was really interesting because of the limitations that I felt where I had to be very, very, very careful on my spell casting because you only get so many. Um, and, and the choices that you're making are very related to the story. So I usually build my characters around the story more than I build them around like power gaming. Um, so I like to sometimes choose a, I think about like at level one, this is what she was thinking about at level two. This is what they were thinking about at level three. So I'm not thinking about like long-term or that level 20 character that we all hope to get to someday. Uh, I usually am like in the moment she was thinking really like how to survive in, in the, in the streets. So I'm going to pick a spell that helps with that. And that might never come into play again. And it might take up a, a spell slot, but it made sense for her character. So those are fun too, to kind of give myself limitations, but usually I lean towards the support classes. Um, but I was reminded about a paladin recently and I've never played a paladin and that could be a lot of fun to get out my like angst because I do have angst. Probably need to work out through a game at some point <laughs> in time. <laughs> Angry ostrich. If you ever meet Danae, you'd be turning over to speak. No. I I am a I, I like to think that when people are around me they 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 don't feel I, I can't control how you feel obviously but I like to think that I'm not like too 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 much I don't know well, Aaron. we we exist we exist in a nice little place of privilege in that we're not really famous like there are people who know who we are because right you know we did radio we're you know working for CinemaSins whatever the case may be but it's a level of quote unquote fame that makes it easy to break through. I think a lot of those awkward, if you're Tom Cruise or somebody like that, it's a whole different ball game because I remember when I, I've had a chance to meet some very famous people because of the movie critic thing. And I remember when I met Matt Damon, 
um, I said, you know, I talked to him for a little bit and I said, Hey, do you mind, you know, taking a picture, uh, after our conversation? And he said, yes, but I can't stand up because when I stand up, it becomes a thing. And I just thought how to live your life in a, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Like if he stands up, it immediately means to people all around, Matt Come Damon's available. Come talk to Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, can you, can you imagine living life in that level of uh, fame where it's just the, like. The most famous I am is when my daughter is around and then she's just all <laughs> over me. That's I right. feel so famous. <laughs> That's right. Uh, just to, to uh, point out, uh, Michael says Monk is favorite class. Warlock is runner up. That's so cool. I love it. And then Greg asks, do you have any suggestions for online Dungeons and Dragons campaigns? Oh my goodness, Greg, there are, there are so many, and this is the trick to it is just like any online community, getting into a community can be a little bit intimidating. Um, I recommend starting where your passion is. So let's say that you're a CinemaSins fan, then you might go into the CinemaSins discord and then end up joining the CinemaSins Dungeons and Dragons crew. They get together online and play, um, but you know, it just depends on what, what you're kind of going for. So, um, for you, uh, being visually impaired, uh, which we know about you, I would be very careful and cautious to try to find a group that caters to the needs of someone who maybe wouldn't be able to do certain things with map work. Like, cause a lot of times with Dungeons and Dragons online, there's going to be maps that you're looking at. So you're, you might want to join one that's all theater of the mind. Uh, so, but there's ways I'm sure even on like forums, like Reddit or something to really find a group and then de determining like what your level is of, of understanding the game. So if you are a super beginner finding a group that is really okay with explaining things as you play rather than trying to just jump in and it's all go and there's different levels and that's why it just takes a little bit of time. Um, I wish I had time to find the right group for everyone because I'm really passionate about Dungeons and Dragons as a game. I think it's an amazing outlet for creativity and exploration of character. Uh, so I, I can't imagine someone who would hate it if they found the right group, but finding the right group takes some time. So lean on the community a little bit, you know, like uh, feel like feel confident to ask questions like where should I start and then talk to a DM, uh, the person who's gaming and, and let them know what you would need as a player. And then they'll be able to tell you if they can provide that or not. And I hope you find some, if you were really interested in playing, cause it's a lot of fun. Um, Chinchilla asks Aaron, what is, is that an Incredibles football on the shelf and where do I get one? Yes. For the podcast listeners. Yes, it is. That get to see into our space. Uh, the studio DNA studio has, a lot of memorabilia, both Aaron and I's memorabilia on shelves. And one of them is an Incredibles, the movie, The Incredibles Football, because Aaron is a huge Pixar fan. I am a huge Pixar fan. Um, I don't remember exactly where I got this. Um, it's probably one of two places. It was either sent to me by uh, Disney uh, as a movie critic or when my mom worked at Disney, they had a like staff store where like stuff would end up and she may have got it for me there. I genuinely don't remember where this came from. Um, so, because I don't think I was a movie critic when The Incredibles came out. So it, I don't think it was sent to me unless it was sent to me during Incredibles 2, which I was a movie critic, but yeah, it's nice. It's a nice little football. 
it should be inflated to two pounds, and it is not. It is currently <laughs> it is currently currently deflating. Deflating, yes. yes, and that helps it to stay on the shelf. To be honest, <laughs> yes, yes, it does. Uh, I think I think that pretty much brings us to. I might have missed a couple. I'm I'm so sorry about that. Uh oh, Chris wants to mention. Chris is the resident DM master for our Dungeons and Dragons group crossover with Cinemasins. That group is called the. Oh, why can't I think of it? It just, it just escaped me. Sinners and saving throws. Uh, so Chris says, fair warning that joining the CinemaSins D&D crew may come with a risk of being eaten by interdimensional toad demons. So please keep that in mind when you're making your decision about where you want to, <laughs> where and what you want to be doing with your time. Um, okay, I'm going to find someone to write into while you talk about uh, how to find us in between the show. Let's do it. Uh, thank you for hanging out with us again. Uh, we love hanging out on Mondays. Who knows? Someday we may do Sundays uh, again. And we are excited to let you know that you can uh, do a few things. You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Aaron Dicer. She's at Danae Says uh, on Twitter. And you can also follow on Twitch, uh, YouTube, anywhere this broadcast, you can probably subscribe or follow. Uh, we both have our individual Twitches uh, that you can follow and subscribe uh, to as well. And if you want to, uh, wow, I'm wow. Kidding. I'm just kidding. That's a joke. But wow. I'm kind no, of not objectively, really a joke. it's true. Objectively, I mean, objectively, it's true. it's true. So there's, you know, there's I no. Just, I recommend when you're going to follow us on Twitter, you know, uh, or Twitch, just to start on mine and then like ease into Aaron's, which is right, the more right. intense experience because it's just so lonely over there. <laughs> You really have to have some fortitude to watch the show from Aaron's Twitch. If you want, if you want uh, a Twitch place to watch Sif Pop, uh, my pop, my uh, oh, pop culture it. podcast live. That's, that is that, that is that's, why you that's would. That's where you go. That is why you would subscribe to my uh, Twitch. Um, with maybe more things coming once I understand more about Twitch and how to use it. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, however, what I would say is if you want to support us both in this format, best way to do that is through Patreon. Patreon.com slash Studio DNA. Uh, one level of support, I think, is $5 a month, and that helps us keep doing this, helps pay for the streaming fees, all that kind of stuff. So thank you for doing that. We really do appreciate it. Um, that is Patreon.com slash Studio DNA. Okay, I've got the raid set up. It's already activated. So I'm gonna send you guys over to Graham the Gibbon, who is playing Red Dead Redemption Online Wild RP. He is one of the very best criminals I have ever seen play the game. And I think you're gonna enjoy it. Uh, he's on a train right now, so you never know what's gonna happen. Maybe he's gonna rob it. Um, I hope you guys have fun over there and we will see you next Monday or Sunday. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to listen to us shoe another dough. If you'd like to watch the show live, we stream it on Mondays and Sundays at 9 a.m. Central on all major streaming platforms. Subscribe, follow, join the conversation on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, or maybe you can even also be a member of one. Team DNA. Members get their own custom podcast feed that will include not only the Monday show, but all bonus shows we do through the rest of the week. Membership is five bucks a month, and you can join today at patreon.com slash studio DNA. Finally, thank you so much for being a part of this fun little community of awesomeness. Remember, your quirks aren't bugs, they're features. Find them, celebrate them, and know you're loved and valuable for just being you. See you next time. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. 
by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 